Welcome to the Career Pivot Podcast. I'm Beck Sands and I help people pivot into careers or businesses that they love. This podcast is an interview series with people that have successfully pivoted their careers so that you can feel inspired to do the same. I believe that everyone deserves to do work that they love and to feel fulfilled, driven and know that they're making a positive impact in the world. Now let's dive into the episode. Today, I'm interviewing Michelle Broadbent, a business manager who transforms the businesses and lives of female entrepreneurs by providing them with operational, administrative, and logistical support. Michelle has just passed the three-year mark in her business, which she started after a 10-year career in television. She's passionate about seeing other women succeed, and her superpower is harnessing their energy, reigniting their passion, enabling them to elevate their businesses and enjoy that next stage of business growth. Welcome, and it's so good to have you here, Michelle. Oh, thanks for having me, Beck. Uh, tell us a bit about where you were at in your career before you uh, pivoted into your own business, and what was the catalyst that made you want to pivot? Oh, okay. Well, um, I was actually working in media for 10 years. I worked in, uh, in television program sales, um, and that you know, my sort of my whole life that had been my dream industry. I'd always wanted to work in telly, um, sort of got to my mid twenties and finally got, yeah, that, that dream role. Um, and I was absolutely madly in love with, uh, working in that industry. Um, I had loads of really amazing experiences, lots of pinch me moments, you know, international travel and you know, getting to watch telly for a living, which was fantastic. Um, but I guess like so many love affairs, um, the novelty did wear off after some time and um, I did fall uh, sort of, I guess, quite out of love with, with the industry by, by the end of it. Um, and, you know, truthfully, I probably stayed a little bit longer than I should have. But the big reason that I did was because I had absolutely no idea what I was going to do. Um, like, you know, I knew that I didn't love telly anymore, but I didn't really know um, what my next thing was. Um, I had just turned 40 um, and I was kind of thinking, my God, how am I going to reinvent myself at, at, at my age? So um, I decided to get out and take a career break so that I could, um, you know, take some time to actually ponder that decision as to what the next big thing was going to be for me. Um, that career break also timed in with my youngest daughter starting school. So I thought, you know, I'll take the time, get her all set up with, you know, starting school and all that kind of thing, and then figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up after that. That's amazing. And I think a lot of people are in that position, right? It's like they've been in careers for a really long time. And so, and you know, they've probably put a lot of their heart and soul and time into, into their careers. And then if they sort of fall out in love, out of love with it, then they're just like, well, what else can I do? You know, and how Absolutely. do I figure that out? <laughs> really? I had no clue because I, I mean, it, it sounds sounds awful but like I was quite institutionalized because I was in a particular industry that operated in a particular way and that was kind of all I had known for, for just over a decade so you kind of forget uh, 
what else you are good at and what else uh, is valuable out there in in the world outside the industry that you're currently in. So um, I was really lucky that I was able to take that time to to work out what I was going to do because I couldn't have done that while I was still stuck in that industry because it was very kind of all consuming so um yeah it was it was good to be able to to have that time yeah so I was just going to say tv is such a you know fast-paced high stress high profile kind of industry so (laughs) I can imagine (laughs) that yeah you wouldn't have been able to even think I know that's the, you, you're spot on. It is, it's a very, uh, it's, it's a full on industry to be in. Um, and like I said, you know, when I loved it, I absolutely loved it. And there were heaps and heaps of perks and none of those things I took for granted when I, when I was actually doing them, but the nature of it, you know, especially there was a lot of travel. Um, I was selling Australian content overseas so I was working in like international time zones and all of that kind of thing and um, my life when I started working in that industry was very very different to when I finished you know when I started I was um, you know I wasn't married I didn't have children I I think I had a more to have a mortgage I, 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 I yeah, may have just got a mortgage but like no sort of real other big responsibilities. So I could just throw myself completely into being in that world. But then when my life changed, um, you know, getting married, having a family um, and having other responsibilities that, um, you know, that I took very seriously, uh, I found that, that uh, yeah, my heart just wasn't in you know, all the, all the lavishness and the fun stuff and the, you know, the traveling and the, cocktail parties and the you know free tickets to this and all that sort of thing so that was when I get really reassessed things it's so true and I think so many of our listeners can identify with this you know when you start your career it could be perfect for where you're at particularly if there's things like travel um and you know all of those kinds of perks but then a little bit later it's not necessarily your priority anymore how did you figure out what to do (laughs) Um, well, this is not a, uh, this is not an ad, but, um, I actually got a career coach. (laughs) Yes, I did. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I took a, a couple of months out, as I said earlier to, um, you know, get my youngest daughter ready for starting school. She started school and I kind of did every volunteer job under the sun at the school um and after a couple of months of doing that I was like okay I really am no closer to figuring out what it is that I want to do I was just I was completely lost to be honest with you and um uh so a girlfriend of mine actually told me about a friend of hers who had uh transitioned out of um, a corporate role and had started doing um, career coaching for um, yeah women who were who were leaving the corporate world so um, I reached out to her and um, it was honestly the best decision that I could have made because she had all these clever tricks uh, that she used on me that basically um, it helped me unlock all the I guess the forgotten talents that I had and um, just kind of made me see and remember what I was good at 
and more importantly, what was um, valued in the commercial world as well. So it's like, well, you know, you might be good at X, but how does that translate into like a job or a business or whatever? So, yeah, so I worked with Kelly um, for a few months um, just yeah, really sort of getting to the bottom of who I was and kind of bringing my whole self into my work. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and through, you know, with her support and kind of guidance, uh, that was how I crafted, uh, my business really. That's fantastic. And often when it's your own self, it's, you're just too close to it. Like you can't even see yeah, like you said, like what's gonna, what can I actually do that isn't just gonna be a hobby that I really want to do that will act that people will actually pay for? Yeah, what what am I good at that people actually want? I think that's the the really big thing, and also just remembering what I'm good at, and that and and that the skills that I have, I think a lot of the time we, we're all guilty of like, you think, well, if I can do something, everyone can do that. Like that's mm-hmm. not special. You know, it's like, um, you know, you're, you're, you're a great writer and you're a great talker, but, but, and you probably just take that for granted. And, and like, I'm like a very, very organized person. And I just thought, well, every, if people can just organize themselves. Why would they need me to help them? And Kelly was like, no, we don't understand. <laughs> Not everyone is like that. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, it's just having someone, like you said, I was too close to me, and and also your friends and your family and 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 that kind of thing. They're just going to tell you what they think you want to hear, and they're going, oh no, you're great, you're good at whatever. And it's like, no, I actually want someone to tell me really, yeah, um, yeah, what I, what what is yeah valuable out there in the world exactly and often like learning from someone who's done it themselves who's actually done a you know made the career pivot made the career change and mm-hmm. overcome those blocks themselves um yeah but just yes. you know, a lot of it's around mindset um absolutely yeah 100 <laughs> yeah and overcoming those self-limiting beliefs around what you can do and you know, and just even asking for money when it's not, you know, just an income that you're oh getting in your bank account. And yeah. <laughs> so true. And I think, you know, when you, when I had, as I had, you know, I, I mean, and I, I left my job in television with, um, you know, on really great terms with the people that I worked with and they did, I, I know how much I was valued in that business doing my role, but that was all, I did and I you know I sort of fit in you know I was a cog in a wheel so there were so many other things that I was good at that I, I wasn't utilizing in that role so um, yeah it was just having someone help me unlock all of that was just I, I, it was seriously the, the best money that I've ever spent the best decision that I've ever made um, in terms of career I think Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So what were some of the biggest challenges you faced when you sort of made that transition and when you stepped into your own business? Um, Okay. Uh, Well, probably the biggest one, and you just touched on it just earlier, Beth, Mm. um, was the putting the monetary value on my services. Um, I was pretty comfortable Um, I guess, you know, to use the word like being a business owner, like that didn't scare me as such in terms of the, the putting myself out there. 
but it was determining how much I charge. I really struggled with that in the beginning. And again, that was like a, I guess, like a not realising my worth, my, my actual value, having not done that job before. You know, I was working in the security of a role where I was earning a salary each month and um, I didn't have to determine the price of the service that I provided. That was done by our managing director. So I got paid regardless. So having to actually work out how much I should charge. And then, because, um, you know, there wasn't, I guess a lot of people like me out there, like when I was Googling, you know, business manager and business support services and those kinds of things, there was either like the VAs or there was more, you know, like coachy kind of people. There wasn't someone, you know, what I was doing I felt was quite unique. So um, I didn't know how much the market would bear in terms of like, yeah, how, how much they would pay. So I went in, like so many people do, I went in very low um, and then I realised that there was actually much less experienced people out there charging a lot more for what I was, the, you know, maybe even less than what I was doing. Um, so that was when I sort of got the confidence to, to lift my rates a bit. But that was definitely the biggest challenge for me. Definitely. And again, it's all part of the mindset um, piece, like we were talking about and just developing your self-worth, self-confidence and the ability to really just ask for for what you're worth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So what are the best things about working for yourself and having your own business and have been made that pivot? Oh, wow. Well, look, you know, I haven't looked back. I have not regretted it at all like uh, that you know um i feel like uh the biggest positive for me is the flexibility so i'm a i'm a single mum i've got two kids one in high school one in primary school they are busy kids um and so being able to be there for them when they really really need me is fantastic um i don't think that i could live the life that I do now with them if I was doing the you know the trek into the city every single day you know having to be at a desk from 8 30 in the morning till 5 30 in the afternoon or whatever it is so that flexibility has been fantastic um and the other equally wonderful thing about running my own business is just the variety um, that is the the like the types of businesses that I'm working with and the amazing women that I get to support I mean I never would be able to do that if I was just working in one one company so having my own business and being able to service a variety of different people is is definitely like one of the best things Absolutely. And being able to flex that creativity and create your own sort of path. Absolutely. Yes, that is so true. (laughs) So true. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think that you need to be a certain type of person to be able to do that and to be able to like to have a business? Or do you think that a lot of people could do it? God, that's a really good question. Um, And I guess so I'm almost three and a half years in and I have supported uh, like dozens of business owners and I've also got 
friends who have got their own businesses. And I think that I can say that it does take a certain type of person to successfully run their own business. And by successfully, I don't mean like making millions of dollars, but I mean successfully in the sense that like it's it's giving them more joy than it is angst. Mm. Uh, because I do, I just, you know, I just think everyone is different and uh, there are some people who are, only cut out for that the security that having a full-time salaried position involves um but then there are other people that it because there is there's there's such an element of risk running your own business and you never without none of us have got a working crystal ball and without a working crystal ball you can never truly know what's around the corner like you can do all the work you can you can listen to your accountant and know your numbers inside out and know you know your cost of sale and where the money's going and you know how it's coming in and all those things you can you can be fully across all of that but but at the end of the day there is enormous amounts of risk involved and I think incredibly risk adverse people should not run their own businesses they just shouldn't because they're 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 gonna end up in a just a world of angst and uh it's going to detract from the joy that that running your own business can bring so i would say like you know it's not for absolutely everyone like i'm sure there are a lot of people that are sitting at a desk in a high rise in you know in, in their kind of corporate nine to five job right now thinking I wonder if I could do it I wonder if I could do it and I'm not saying don't do it but um it it is definitely not for everyone that's for sure yeah I agree but I think if you've got the inclination like if you're thinking about it I reckon give it a go because it's one of those things that if you don't give it a go then you're always going to be thinking about it and you're always going to be like oh why didn't I try that a hundred percent you know what Beck? like like that drive and determination and that that real inclination is there for you to to want to do it then I think you know there's half the battle because without that level of enthusiasm it's going to be a pretty hard slog that's for sure couldn't agree with you more. I think as well that the the mindset thing can can shift and evolve and you can become more or, or I should say less risk averse once you start to get used to that like a bit more uncertainty. Um, and I think for you know like certainly in today's world, I wouldn't say that the corporate world is is certain at all either. That's um, true. <laughs> that is true. That's true. It's becoming easier to have your own business just due to all of the technology and due to all of the, the you know, everything that we've got available to us nowadays. And there's so many coaches and so many teachers and so many people that have done it before. And also people that, you know, it's, it's a lot more accepted, I guess, and more common to be, you know, for example, a freelancer and people are, you know, be, people are using or corporations are using freelancers more and more, for example, whereas probably back in the day, it wasn't as easy. And, you know, now you've got co-working spaces and, you know, there's a lot more resources and a lot more technology that can support having your own business. Yeah. Okay. So what would you say to someone who's been sitting on the fence for a while? They feel like, okay, I want to, you know, I want to change my career. 
either into an entirely new career field or their own business and they want to figure out what they want to do, but they just, they feel really stuck. The first thing that I would say to them is that those feelings are completely normal uh, feelings. Uh, But I would say is like, just be brave. Like think about what, what's the absolute worst that could happen if you, um, you know, if you were to up and leave and, and change jobs, like imagine what the worst outcome would be if you made the wrong decision, if you hated the new job, if you realise actually you weren't cut out for business, um, you, you do still have an established career to fall back on, especially if you figure it out pretty quickly, then no kind of real damage can be done. Uh, but I think if you accept the worst outcome, then anything else is, is going to be amazing. And the other thing I guess I would say on a practical level, and this is coming back to that level of risk that is involved, not just, I mean, even if you, not just setting up your own business, but even if you were, um, you know, shifting into a a different uh, career path, uh, but still within that, you know, uh, full-time paid employment scenario is to, if, if it's something that you're contemplating, start saving money for this. So build yourself a financial buffer um, because if you have financial freedom, that enables you to test the waters a bit. So, you know, it gives you that that gift of time that you may not have if the decision's made for you or if you you know, if you leave your salaried position and then all of a sudden you're not earning any money, you tend to make more, I guess, kind of knee-jerk decisions because you're going, well, God, you know, I've got a mortgage to pay or rent to pay or children to feed or whatever. So, yeah, I think you, you want to be able to enjoy that process and do it without, yeah, taking on another job or doing something that you might not want to do just because you've got to earn some dollars. Couldn't agree more. That six-month buffer, I feel like uh, it's very smart. Yes. Yep. Six months is perfect because even even if you do get another job or, um, you know, starting a business, really, I think, I think, yeah, six months of living expenses minimum, but ideally if you can do it, 12. But, I mean, look, there's other ways of, of sort of supplementing that income for sure, but I think having a buffer is going to just make all the difference in terms of your uh, just letting yourself really um, embrace the change without panicking. Absolutely. So what's one book that you've read that has made a massive impact for you in relation to finding and pursuing your passion? Well, I'm an avid reader. So I've, you know, there are so many, this was actually a really, um, it was kind of a difficult one, but an easy one to nail down because I have just gone back to the original and the best, which is Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, the book is, God, I think it must be about 100 years old now, but um, it is one of the sort of original uh, personal development books uh, that spawned, you know, a whole kind of institute of education in um, 
sales training, personal development training, public speaking training. Um, but I was really fortunate that I got to read this uh, quite early on in my career. And there's lessons in that book uh, uh, that I have applied to my career ever since, you know, sort of for the last 20 years or so. So that's definitely uh, one that I would recommend uh, if you haven't read it already to Fabulous. get yourself a copy and read it. Yeah. Fabulous. I haven't actually read that one. Um, I've got oh. in my bookcase the seven habits of highly effective people. Highly effective people. Yeah. 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 I've got that one. It and I was predates that, Beck. This wow. is like it's very old. Yeah, but it's really it's just all about um, yeah, treating people the way that they want to be treated. Uh, it's yeah, it, I mean it's all pretty simple stuff, but it is really, really applicable to life and business. Fabulous. And I'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, and probably one final question. Uh, what are you currently working on and where can people go to find out a bit more about you? Well, my business has actually shifted um, a little in the last kind of six to 12 months where I'm doing a lot more uh, strategic work with my clients, um, not as hands-on as I once was when I first started the business, but I'm absolutely loving it because I get to do all of the really interesting stuff, the planning, the, you know, the accountability work, um, less of the doing. Um, I'm also growing my team um, so that I can provide more of a, a one-stop shop for, for the uh, business owners that I do look after uh, so you know in the skills that I don't have I'm sort of bringing on staff to provide that support because it's the sort of things that my clients are asking for support in social media management um, so I've got a social media manager now uh, I've also got uh, a VA who uh, supports my clients in the sort of the more um, administrative kind of work that uh, I don't tend to do that much of anymore, which is really nice. And um, yeah, so if people are looking to find out more about me, they could go to my website, which is uh, michellebroadbent.com.au. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I welcome any connections on LinkedIn. Brilliant. And I'll link to all of that in the show notes so that everyone can click through and check out Michelle's website. But thank you so much. Hopefully everyone got a lot out of that. I know I did today. It was such a lovely conversation um, and very insightful. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I hope someone got a nugget of gold or inspiration from my journey because it was a big leap for me to, to do what I did. Um, but I'm, I'm really, really glad that I did it. And I'm so sort of consider myself very, very fortunate that, that I'm in the position that I am now where I'm doing something that I absolutely love. Um, and I'm doing work that is, is valued. I think that's, that's all we want really is to just feel like our contribution, that time that we are away from our family uh, that we're doing something that is really highly valued. Thanks so much for listening. And if you loved this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a review. You'll find a link to this episode and all of the show notes at becksands.com forward slash podcast. 
While you're there, make sure you sign up for my free weekly email newsletter where I share loads of practical advice for making your career pivot. Remember, you deserve to do work in the world that you love. Until next time, have an awesome day. Thank you.